Before we get into today's episode, October is National Pharmacist Month. So for the entire month of October, we will have our merch 20% off, okay? So go to capsarxpodcast.creator-spring.com and use the promo code pharmacist at checkout and you'll get 20% off your order for the entire month. Also, since we're in October, that means we're creeping up on residency and fellowship season. So if anybody's listening, whether you're a pharmacy student or a pharmacist who's interested in pursuing a residency or a fellowship, please feel free to contact us at tinyurl.com slash services. We conduct CV reviews, mock interviews for both fellowships and residencies, and last but not least, letter of intent reviews. So if you're struggling with your letter of intent, you're struggling with how to prepare for the mock interview that you know is coming up, and if you're having issues really finalizing your CV to make it stand out, please feel free to just sign up at tinyurl.com slash services. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of CapsaRx Podcast. Today, I'll be your host, Dr. Joven Lazo, and today I have uh, another special guest, someone who I met on an airplane. So for all of you that feel like when you're traveling, it's just for fun. Sometimes it could also be a little bit of business and some networking and you can connect with people. And we actually connected right after InvestFest, not at InvestFest, but right after InvestFest in Atlanta this year, Mr. Alexander Walker, who's an insurance professional. And we were just talking about different things about insurance, about money, about investing. And I feel like it would be great to have him on to kind of share his knowledge about insurance and about investing. So that way, anybody that's been interested in learning more, who has very minimal financial knowledge, he can kind of educate you on finances, kind of increase that financial literacy so you can start investing today. So Alex, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Can you please provide like a brief introduction about yourself to our audience today? Gotcha. Hey, everybody. My name is Alexander Walker. I am a designer, writer, speaker, and insurance professional. I started off in the insurance game, I want to say somewhere when I was 16, 17 years old. I was actually mentored by a dude by the name of Adam Herndon. Now, you guys may not know the name, but Alonzo Herndon was his you know, great, great, great grandfather. And it's actually one of those stories that I think a lot of people should be interested in. Because Alonzo Herndon was the person that went from slavery to becoming one of the first black millionaires in the South. Now, how did he do this? Alonzo actually did this by learning the trade, learning about insurance, and actually created Atlanta Life Insurance. So this actually allowed him to be one of the first black millionaires in the South. And so when I learned about this story, I had to you know, try to find a whole bunch of uh, people that may have known the story and Adam turned out to be one of them. So what I did was I, you know, he took me under his wing. And then from there, I just you know, learned about the whole insurance game and the rest is history. That's, that's an incredible story. And mentorship is so important, right? To be able to have a mentor like that, I could definitely see why that would kind of put you on that path of insurance, but also that path of wanting to build wealth and probably educate other people like you're willing to do today, because not everybody can have that opportunity to meet him, but you did. And now you're willing to share the knowledge with everybody here today. So I want to say thank you so much for that. 
before we get started with any of the questions today. So, so finances is not something that I believe a lot of healthcare professionals know much about. The reason why I believe that is because when I talk to my coworkers, they don't know much about it. So just using personal bias here, people I've talked to, I've had polls on Instagram. A lot of people want to learn more about finances. They don't know what to invest in. Should I get life insurance? All these different things. But before we go into any investment vehicles, any accounts, I believe the right. most important thing is to really talk about why is this valuable? Why is this important? So you can, can you please just kind of briefly talk about why you believe investing is important in general, why we should have our money somewhere else than the bank, and then we can start diving into the different financial accounts and vehicles? Of course. First off, I, I would say that if you're not investing in a certain vehicle, then you're not accumulating wealth, right? Not only that, but if you actually take a look at the chart for the, the strength of the US dollar or the strength of any currency, what you'll start to see is that it decreases over time. And so what that's saying is that you're, even though you may be making more, right, you may not actually have it. So you're keeping up with the... the the actual cost or the um, inflation rate. So I would say that it's important to try to find a, a vehicle of investing in because if you aren't actually investing money, then you may be losing your purchasing power over time. It, it's important to find a certain investment vehicle that allows you to grow your assets over time so that you're able to save for retirement. It may seem far away right now, right? But sooner or later, you're going to want to retire. Sooner or later, you, you want to have a nest egg. So it's important to start investing in that now and so that you have the ability to have that grow over time so that when you're finally able to retire or you finally want to retire, then you have something there for you. Definitely. So you mentioned investing is basically a way for us to be able to plan for our future and kind of accumulate wealth for our family, which is something that if you're not investing, you could be kind of losing your money to inflation. We see over time, the, let's say gas, for example, I, I, I'll always hear my parents say gas was so cheap, but <laughs> like 20, 30 years ago, it could have been two, $3 or sorry, like $1 for gas. And now it's like three, four, $5 for gas, right? So your money over time, that dollar, if it's not growing, if it's not making you more money, you're basically saying you're kind of losing. You're kind of yeah. losing that money and you're not able to prepare a brighter future for yourself and your family. Yeah. So, and it, it, it's, I was going to say, it's, it's, a, it's a slow process. You may not even realize the, the amount in which you're, you're losing, but you'll go back and you'll think to yourself, I feel like I was, you know, I feel like that was a lot cheaper last time. Or you'll hear the stories of, you know, I, you know, that burger over there used to cost like a dollar ninety nine, and now it's what five dollars. And you don't even get fries with the burger <laughs> anymore. It's just like five. So I mean, we we know something is wrong. We just aren't able to actually articulate it, right? Mm -hmm. And so what which people do? In fact, I actually got this from a, a very good book. Have you ever read Rich Dad Poor Dad? Yes, yes, I have by Robert uh, Kiyosaki. 
So I, I had the ability to meet one of the co-authors of the book. Her name is actually Sharon Lecter. And Sharon actually spent time with the Bush administration and the Obama administration on the uh, head of financial literacy, right? And she puts it real blunt. She's like, hey, look, assets are sexy, right? <laughs> that, that's, her, that's her motto. But she goes into that more by saying that, hey, if you want to if you want to be able to make sure that you are having a life of abundance, you're going to want to invest in assets right now that will be able to increase in value over time. And so that you have the ability to, you know, not just retire, but maybe just live a life of abundance or live a life that's more, more carefree because you don't have to worry about the things that you're spending on. You can actually take the time to enjoy life in the present. So uh, that's, that's, a, that's a beautiful, beautiful takeaway point. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so into financing and investing is because I learned through experience when I invest, I can make more money and that could lead to a life of abundance to where if you could be more carefree. And when you don't have these stresses on you, you can just live life as you please. And it feels good. <laughs> it feels good. So you can travel as you like. Maybe for you, it's Maybe you want to open up a restaurant and you have the money to invest in one, or maybe it's you want to start a side business and you can do this now because you have some money and other assets to where you can take time away from work and be more carefree. Maybe it's help nonprofits, whatever it is, it just allows you to have that freedom to go ahead and do other things with that money. And that's something that I think is very valuable. It helps you plan for retirement. It helps you leave a legacy, leave some wealth to your family if you so choose. And that's something why I really wanted to have you on here. We can kind of get talking about some of the important things to invest in or the different accounts and vehicles. And then uh, just one more thing, because I know that you said that a lot of uh, people that are around you are healthcare professionals. I had a stint where I worked in the emergency department and I know for a fact how hectic it gets in there. I have stories upon stories will come in later. Yeah, and so I don't I don't have to explain it to you guys because you guys already know how much of a toll that can take. And let me just say, since I, I worked with those people before and I realized the effects or the, the toll that it can take on a person. And so it's 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 very important that, you know, you make sure that you have something set aside so that eventually when you want to start your own practice or let's say you just want to, you know, just leave the ER or, or leave the hospital, then you have something, you have a nest egg. So you don't have to be working there all the time. No, no, that's a great point. And you you said it earlier, we don't always think about the future, right? Like the retirement aspects, like we can't do our job forever. There's going to come a point in time where you're going to have to stop doing it. It might be too taxing on your body. It might be too much stress at work, whatever the case may be. There's going to come a point in time where you're going to have to stop working. And what will you do at that point in time? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So this is what this is why this is valuable. This is why it's important. And this is why we wanted to talk to you all today about investing. So one of the most common questions I get is, all right, I hear we should invest. I hear I need I need to buy assets. I shouldn't get into debt. I hear all those things. Dave Ramsey tells me no debt. They listen to him. 
But what am I supposed to invest in? What should I do? What do I do with my money? So if you can just kind of briefly explain, maybe talk about different financial accounts that you believe every healthcare professional should have or should invest in so that way they can kind of get started today. I would say that the most immediate thing comes to mind for healthcare professionals just in particular is that you, if you're a healthcare professional, then more than likely your job offers you a retirement account already. And I believe it is the 403B, right? And so with that entire retirement account, you can actually match it with the the per, the the company. And so that that is a way to set up your own retirement account with the company. So that that's the first one. I would say that after you look into the 403B, what you want to be able to do is actually look towards the Roth IRA. That's your own personal account, right? And that you're able to use that has, you know, tax advantages. So if you have a Roth IRA account, you can actually be able to use that account to be, to be able to accumulate wealth without having to take it out. That's the key part. So then there are no taxes on that. So it's, it's just one of those ways to, to start accumulating. I would say on my end, though, what I pretty much preach to everybody is the insurance portion. And so if you're going to have life insurance, there's a couple of different types of life insurance. There's term, there's whole, and then there's index universal. If you're looking for a way to not only protect your family, but to be a able to also accumulate wealth, I highly recommend looking at what's called the index universal policy, because that is a way that you're able to accumulate wealth over time. And similar to the Roth IRA, it has a, a tax tax advantages that allow you to take out from the policy without having to take take out taxes on it. So that that one right there especially is uh, very good for I would say physicians assistants or doctors because you'd be surprised that uh, a, a lot of physicians and doctors aren't able to actually use one of the Roth IRAs or they're actually cut out from a couple of uh, financial instruments simply because they make too much right so so there's like a maximum with the Roth IRA right right and, and so with the IUL, that's just an, another way it's another instrument another tool in your tool belt that you can use to be able to accumulate wealth without having to, you know, hit, hit those maximums. Okay. So one of the ones you're talking about is like that, that retirement plan, like a four or three B some, some people, if it's a for-profit organization, I believe it's a 401k. So it could be 401k or four three B. Now you mentioned with the, with the four three B that the employer has a match. And so you should typically put at least, enough to to get that match is that what you were saying so if the employer yes. matches four percent try to put up to four percent in there I, I would say you know max max it out if you can because you you want to you you really want to start these things early right and so if it's not you know breaking the bank to try to try and max that thing out because that's one of your first investment vehicles that they will match you for right so you might as well get the most out of that most of that tool. Okay. So definitely contribute to the 403B or the 401k. And if you're able to, 
also put some money into the Roth IRA. And that's something that would you do that through your job or do you have to do that on your own somewhere else? No. So you would actually have to set that up on your own with the, okay. with the Roth IRA. But the, the advantage with the Roth IRA as well as with the life insurance is that it's set up. You set it up. Right. So even if the, the job you have to leave the job or something like that, you can actually take your Roth IRA or your insurance with you since you set set that up as soon as you stop working you know at the er as soon as you stop working at the hospital uh, that that 401k you you have it yes but it's not going to be able to grow with it you're going to have to transfer that that account somewhere else to a, to a different job whereas with the Roth IRA the life insurance this is this is yours okay so basically the 403b the 401k is tied to the job so if you no longer work there eventually you have to do something with the money that's there. Whereas right. the Roth IRA and the IUL or life insurance, it's a personal account. So that goes with you anywhere. Okay. And with the, the life insurance, you mentioned a, a term insurance, a um, whole life, I believe, an index universal life. Is there any yes. scenarios where you prefer one over the other for somebody? I would say starting out, you want to make sure that you just have a life insurance policy, not just for yourself, but for your family. So more people like to go towards a, a term account just to have something, something there. So for for example, if I were around 24, 25 and good health, good standing, it, uh, and I wanted a 100K policy, I would say that would be around, and now I'm estimating here, so don't quote me, but around like $20 a month. So what that allows for you to do is that, you know, if something were to happen today, I would be able to pass this to my family and, you know, in the case of an incident, an accident, and they would be able to, you know, pay, pay certain bills, pay certain things down, and that would be beneficial. The, the second thing I would say, if you're, if you're more established, you try to aim for a whole policy because the term policy derives its name from you know, the actual instrument. So if it is a term policy, it's only for a certain term, only for a certain time period, maybe mm. five years, 10 years. But sooner or later, that policy is going to expire, right? And the next time you try to sign up for a policy, it's actually going to be more expensive because you're older now, right? Go with, the, with the term, because I, I don't want to lose people with the term, it could be for like five or 10 years. It's not for their whole life. That's where they got the word term from. And after it's done, you have to do a new one if you want to get another term. But because right. you're older, you might have maybe some new diagnosis, some new diseases, some complications going on that could cause it to be more expensive is what you're saying. So it may not right. be $20 anymore a month. It could be more. Yeah, could be a lot more the next time that you signed up for for the policy so okay. so i would say term policy can be used for you know someone that's just starting out mm -hmm. but you really want to be able to convert that at some point to a, a whole life policy so what that allows you to do is pretty much take advantage of um, the policy for your entire life if it's a whole life policy it lasts your whole life. So that is a, a tier above the term life. And it's 
better in that case because if you're able to actually take advantage of the whole life policy, you don't have to worry about, you know, in 10 years from now, what's going to happen to the policy. You actually have that have that cash value right there. Now, the the third, I don't know, I would say the, the best policy by far is actually the, the index universal life policy because what it allows you to do is make uh, premium payments towards account that's also tied to an index. Hence the term index universal life, right? And so what that allows you to do is actually tie your insurance along with the stock market. Now, why would somebody try to create, you know, an instrument that allows you to combine insurance and the stock market? So on average, the stock market return is around 8% annually, right? Okay. Right. So that that's that's one tip. And so what it allows you to do is grow that account over time. You want to be able to have, like we were saying, mentioning earlier, an account that actually grows over time because uh, let's say we want to be able to reach retirement, you will have something there that you can be able to pull out from. Now, here's the key difference between the, you know, the IUL and the whole and the, the term policy. If you're able to use this policy correctly, right, you have the ability to be able to take that from that account without having to pay taxes on it. And so there's a reason they call the index universal universal life policy the rich man's Roth. They do they they call it the rich man's Roth because you have the ability, you have so many advantages of using this policy rather than the the term or the whole life. You can pull from the account as a loan, right? And if I have it, let's let let's just do an example here, right? Yeah. If any appreciating asset over time, right, will have value. If I have, you have to really think of this as something that you own, property, pretty much, right? And it's a property. It's a it's a not just a property, but it's something that is increasing over time. I have the ability to take from that account as a loan on said policy. And we have to go through this example, but if that policy is increasing over time because it's tied to that stock market, I have the ability to take out a loan on something that is appreciating. If the rate in which it is increasing is better than the loan, than the terms of the loan, then I have the ability to take out a loan on the policy without having to pay taxes on it and it's appreciating in value. That is key. That is very key because in that example, I don't have to pay back the loan. It's something that I've owned like a house Best, best case example is a house, right? I have an appreciating asset that I'm able to refinance. That's what they call it, right? Okay. So I have the, have the ability to, to take money that, or take from a property that is increasing over time, be able, have the ability to take out a loan on said, said property. And if the price of the house, if it's appreciating 
at a rate in which I, I think it will, then in theory, I don't have to pay back that loan. So you're ta you're taking something that is yours, right? Yeah. And you're starting to understand that, hey, this is actually a very good policy because then I could use that policy to purchase other things with it, purchase cover expenses, purchase other assets, things of that nature. So I think that that's why the IUL stands out to me the most mm -hmm. is because it, hey, it's something that I own that I can take from. And then I can use that, use that to be able to purchase other assets along the way. So does that make any sense or do you, you want any further like yeah, let's, let's elaboration on that? Down. So you mentioned something about cash value. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I think of life insurance, I look at it kind of like car insurance, right? If insurance for your phone, if it gets damaged, I pay insurance and so then they're going to fix it. So life insurance, if I die, then I get money. <laughs> or not me, but my family will get money because I'm paying for insur basically insurance that I'm going to die one day. I'm paying you saying, I know I will die one day. And then the money that I'm giving you, some of that money will, whatever whatever that policy says, that money will go to my family once I'm gone. So, but you mentioned something about cash value. Right, correct. So what exactly is is that? Yes. So uh, the cash value is the the amount of the policy. So let's say I have a hundred thousand po you know dollar policy. That the cash value is a hundred thousand dollars. With the difference between a whole life and an index universal is that index universal the term the correct term is cash value accumulation. So it accumulates more cash value over time, mm -hmm. and then what that allows you to do is have a a a larger policy than when you started out with. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And then this, so the money that you're putting in to the policy, it contributes to, I believe the, the death benefit that will go to the family. And then also some to the cash value that you're talking about. Exactly. There's there's two different accounts. You nailed it on the head. There's what's called the the basic account and the separate account. So mm -hmm. they take part part of the money that you put in as a premium, and they put it towards your first account, and then they take some of it and put it towards the the separate account. What this allows for you to do is make sure that one your your basic insurance is paid, and so that if if you were to pass, if somebody were to pass, then that is paid off. The second portion goes towards that account that is trying to grow over time along with the stock market. Okay. Um, so, key... okay. Oh, yeah. so there's nothing that the, the person has to do that's paying. They just pay the money and then the life insurance company goes ahead and handles that cash value and that death benefit component. Correct. Correct. I, I, I was going to say that there are some benefits of using the IUL than just going in the stock market in particular. And that is what they have is what's called a floor and a cap. So let's say, you know, the stock market is doing pretty good. It returns, you know, 10%, right, mm -hmm. uh, per year, right? So let's say the cap is at 8%. So once it hits that 8% cap, then it, they pretty much say, hey, we've hit our 8%. We're good. Doesn't, doesn't go above that. Now you say, well, 
why why would I want something like that? You will want something like that because it also has a floor, right? So let's say, you know, March of 20, you know, 2020, somewhere around that time, what happened to the stock market during that time period? Then it go down? Or, yep, yep. And, or let's say, you know, just 2008, 19, you know, two, or 2000. So during those time periods, you had massive drawdowns in stocks. Like, massive some some stocks were losing like 70 percent others cratered some never recovered went bankrupt right well during that time period if you had what's called that floor the insurance carrier would say hey you know we're at zero percent i guess we didn't make any money this year but we didn't lose any money right so that's the key the key now you want to be able to not only grow your wealth over time but you want to make sure that you're protected protected in case of a market uncertainty or market downfall so that's why they have you know that floor and that cap that allows you to grow compoundly over time so there'll be some compound interest every year that's gonna allow the money that you put in to keep growing essentially is what you're saying Exactly. And they say compound interest is like the eighth wonder of the world. They, they say that for reasons because, you know, you, you want something that is protected from market volatility, but also is able to grow over time. And so that's why a lot of people like the IUL policies, because just because of the multitude of advantages that you have over your whole or your term policy. Okay. And then I, I want to get back to something you mentioned about that cash value. Were you saying that that money is tax-free and you can access that money? So when it comes to the insurance game, <laughs> they like to pr protect that because it, it's just so, you know, foundational. It's basically the foundation layer of creating, you know, fin financial wealth or just financial freedom things of that nature. So when you pass, right, you want to make sure that that is protected. And so you're, you're able to use that, that, that cash value to be able to pay, pay anything off, any, any expenses without having to pay taxes on it simply because it's part of the, the policy. That's one of the advantages. Now, when it comes to the IUL policy, you have the ability to take out take out money without having to pay taxes, but you would have to do it as a loan on the policy. You would have, and so loan, like just any loan, you'll you'll figure out you don't have to pay taxes on. Okay. This is why. This is and and that that's the key. That's the key. That's why when you you know go out there and you refinance your house. You don't have to pay taxes on it, right? But that's money that you can use, you can leverage to something to make another play, right? So the same thing goes with life insurance. The same thing goes with stocks. But it's they're just different layers of it. And what I would say is that this is what rich people like to do. Rich people like to purchase assets for that said reason. It's because if I have an asset and it accretes value over time, in theory, I could take a loan from that without having to pay taxes on it mm -hmm. and then use that to purchase other assets. That's the key. That's that's one of the things that um, 
I learned. And when I learned that, I was like, okay, it makes so much sense. Everybody's mm -hmm. like, oh, rich people don't pay taxes. It's like, well, I mean, they kind of know the tax code a little differently. They understood something. They understood the, this concept and said, hey, we're going to be able to use this somehow, some way. And so this is why, like I said, there's a reason why they call this policy the rich man's Roth. It's because you can do so many things with it. And so the same thing applies to just any asset that you own. It, it's very important that, you know, people understand it or understand these concepts because, you know, if you want to be where you want to be in life, like this is one of the keys is one of the gems, the hidden gems that people don't like talking about. So one of the hidden gems you're saying is you take a loan out from your, your IUL and you're going to, which is an appreciating asset. So most likely you won't have to pay the loan back. And then you take that money and you buy maybe a house with it or some other asset with that money. Okay. There you go. There you go. In fact, you in fact you're at InvestFest, so you MG the mortgage guy. If you guys don't know about him, you should definitely look him up. He's he's very, very, uh, you know, he has a lot of educational material out there, but he he actually knows of this as well. This is this concept of just hey, holding on to an asset like an IUL policy. And then saying that, hey, since this is growing cash value over time, I can use this, I can leverage this policy to, like you said, purchase another asset like a house. And so that's one of the things that he preaches and says that, hey, if you're going to actually just take out from this policy, don't spend it on anything, you know, frivolous. You don't want to, you want to be able to, one, use it to pay down your expenses and then go right back and try to purchase another asset with it. Because then you can create that flywheel of you know just growing it growing over time and I'm, I'm just just brainstorming just thinking so yeah usually when i think of buying an asset or buying something that's that's out of your price range right maybe you don't have that physical cash you go to a bank right to you show them your credit score show them how much money you're making and they give you a loan and then through that loan, maybe you're buying a house. Is this like life insurance policy a little bit safer or better sometimes if, if you're taking a loan from that instead of a bank? No, I, I would say that there are advantages. Let me, let me say that. And in fact, you kind of put it, you actually nailed it on the head. This is why they call it being your own bank, right? That concept of actually being your own bank so then you don't have to rely on a third party or let's say someone for the bank to be able to give you a, a loan for something that you want to purchase i think that concept is is very key because like you said no credit check like i think this is <laughs> who 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 wants a credit check you know nobody <laughs> so <laughs> especially if you have bad credit you don't want one right. okay. exactly especially if you have bad credit I think I think we, we we go through our times where it's like, hey, I've been there. I've had that credit before. So this is just another avenue that you can use, and so you don't so you that you don't have to go to the bank. You you are you are the bank, right? You have the ability to pull something that you own, and then be able to use that, leverage that to be able to purchase something like a house and another asset that can accrete over time. 
Okay, so that's that's another purposeful use of having a, a whole life policy. So one you're saying is kind of yes. that benefit, but the second one is kind of being your own bank, taking a loan out from the policy and using that money to buy another asset to help you accumulate more wealth, essentially. That is the the concept of the IUL. And like this is why this is why I like saying saying it or I, I like teaching it because it, it's in it's important to understand these things if if we want to be able to get to the heights that we want to get to and not just that but i, I feel like it's important that one there are not a lot of people that one know about this account or if they know about it they they haven't taken action on it right but I think it's the, the taking action part and then realizing what you're able to do with it, how you're able to leverage something that you own. And then that can, that can start a process where, you know, you're you're better off financially. You're better. Not only are you better off, but your family's better off. And with this life insurance policy, are you able to have more than one or is there only one you have to have? I know people, you know, people right now with three of these policies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three, three or four, because it's, and you have to think about it like this. This is, this is one of the things that, you know, the Rockefellers use, like the big families, they have trust set up or life insurance is within the trust. And so they're able to use that leverage that simply because, you know, this is one of those vehicles that does it for you. It really is one of those policies or it really is one of those instruments where you're like, why didn't they teach us this in school? I guess so this, there's a reason why they call it the rich man's role. Okay. And this is something you believe every healthcare professional should probably have some type of life insurance policy. Yes. It, it, and if you can't go for the IUL, understandable, just, you know, try to go for the term first, see, see what options you have available, mm -hmm. but understand at some point you are going to want a vehicle any vehicle that accretes over time simply because if you're not, you know, earning money at this point, you're basically losing wealth. You're, you're losing your purchasing power, right? There's a reason why they call it the cost of living. It, 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 it's very, you know, morbid the way they put that, but there is really a, a cost to that. So what you want to do that is you want to be able to jump that hurdle and say, not only am I, you know, just living, you want, you want to make sure that you're thriving, right? Because mm -hmm. at, at some point, you're going to want to leave that job. At some point, you're going to want to leave your circumstance. So it's, you might as well have something right now so that later you don't have to deal with the same problems you're dealing with. So to live that life of abundance that we talked about earlier, you want to definitely have, you definitely want to invest your money and invested in different vehicles. And one of them is possibly a life insurance plan. That's correct. And you, you said something earlier, and I'm just thinking about sometimes what I hear on YouTube and different things. I always hear you got to make sure it's structured properly. It's structured properly. What does that exactly mean when it comes to a life insurance plan? How can somebody who's not experienced like myself mm. look at a plan and know if it's good or not? Or is there maybe a certain thing to ask if this person is selling me a life life insurance plan? Like, 
I think I've heard like you can ask their fiduciary or something like that. Like, is there certain things I should ask or know about the person who's trying to get me to buy a life insurance plan? Or is there something that you can teach us or tell us to look for in your plan? I, I would say that, you know, look, look for people who have your best interest in heart. You know, you do have your CFPs, your fiduciaries, and then also make sure that when they're doing the policy that it is, like you said, pop, properly structured so that you, you want to be able to make sure that it, in fact, it actually says in, in the policy the amount in which you have to pay to keep the policy current, right? So if you're able to, if you have the policy in front of you, you will be able to see that. And so what you want to be able to do is make sure that you're paying at least that amount or frankly, just over over that amount so that it doesn't lapse on you, right? And th there are some, there are actually some options with the policy where you, you have the ability to make flexible premiums and things of that nature. But I would say just uh, treat it like something that, you know, like a savings account. You just put money towards, yeah, put money towards, don't think about, don't try to, you know, play with the policy. Just make sure that it's like set it and forget it type, <laughs> you know. You want to make okay, sure that, yeah. that that is done. What are some recommendations that you have for the everyday healthcare professional to start learning more about either life insurance or investing, whether it's a podcast, a book, YouTube channel, you know, anything that, that you would recommend for us to kind of tune in to learn more? I, I would say if you're trying to learn the basics, definitely highly recommend uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That is a very good book out there. As far as podcast, definitely got to go with EYL. EYL is the podcast. They, they have YouTube videos as well, but it really gets down to nitty and gritty about just learning about finance, tech, mm -hmm. any, anything hedge run fund related. They they really break things down for the, the average person. And okay. yeah, they want to really also succeed. So. Okay. So EYL and Rich Dad, Poor Dad two things that you should probably get access to I'll, I'll add i'll add it to the show notes so you guys can access the content i'll probably find a link on amazon or something for the book if you want to purchase the book for rich dad poor dad but two things that you can do now to start learning more kind of spark that interest plant those seeds for you to grow and learn more about investing and before i let you go is there anything that you wanted our audience to kind of take home today a take-home message for our audience yes the take-home message would be um, my people perish due to lack of knowledge, right? And so that's a very important verse for me because I feel as though if people were to understand certain concepts, they would be better off in life, right? And so I, I would have to say, remember that, you know, instill that within you. On this journey, on your investment journey, you're going to go through a lot of bumps, a lot of up and downs. But remember that knowledge is the answer, right? So seek knowledge, seek wisdom, and you know you'll you'll find what you're looking for. I'm gonna need that Bible verse. Yeah, <laughs> and that yeah. is a fire quote. You said my people <laughs> will suffer due to a lack of knowledge. Yeah, not even suffer, perish. You perish. Know? My people perish due, due to lack of, lack of knowledge. knowledge. That that hit home. That. Yeah. Hit home. Uh -huh.
<laughs> and uh, yeah. it's so true. No matter what career, what profession you're you're chasing, you have to have knowledge about it, right? If you want to be a doctor, if you're a pharmacist, if you're a nurse, you had to go through the schooling. But if you didn't go through that schooling, go through that knowledge, you won't be able to accomplish those dreams that you have. So if you have other dreams, taking care of your family, having a carefree life, retiring early, you have to learn about finances. You have to put in the work to also have some knowledge, some financial knowledge, develop your financial literacy. So that way you can have a life of abundance and just accumulate wealth in your family. So thank you all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Alex, for coming on, talking about life insurance. That's something that, not my forte. <laughs> not, not my you, know, you know, and so uh, if you guys would like, you know, if you guys want to follow me, just go to www.coeg, that's coeg.org, or you know, follow me on Instagram at decency.eth. All right. Yep, and I'll go ahead and add both of those to the show notes to anybody listening. And on there, if anybody's interested in getting one of those life insurance accounts you talked about, either like a term or IUL, they can just reach out to you through there? Of course, of course. All right, perfect. So if you're you're interested in getting a life insurance policy, or maybe you just want to start the conversation to learn a little bit more, definitely, definitely check out Alex's content. Pleasure to meet you. So glad to have you on here. Thank you again. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Did you learn something valuable from this episode? Then I highly recommend you like, comment, follow, and subscribe to our new YouTube channel at new underscore capsule RX podcast. And we're also on Instagram and TikTok with the same name at new underscore capsule RX podcast on all platforms.